are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to sit up all night with a newborn colt and watch it die and dry his eyes and say, maybe next year. Oh, I love this. I need somebody who can shape an axe. I want to play the whole thing, but at the same time, we got a lot to cover. And so welcome back, uh, Kate Daly Show. So happy to uh, be with you today. And also, I just wanted to mention, uh, look, our farmers and ranchers are, they are the cream of the crop, the gold standard for our country. And I really mean that. I have a lot of respect for ranchers and farmers. And if you've ever listened to me over 13 years, you'll know that I, that I just, I, I carry them in high esteem. Uh, the kind of people they are, they're the heart and soul of this country, actually. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, Jace Medical. Go to Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com, J-A-S-E Medical.com, and just get that five antibiotic kit, okay? Just have it in your home, just in case. And also um, get your prescriptions a year out so you can have 12 months of prescriptions, and they'll do that for you over at Jace Medical, and they've made it super simple. It's like filling out a form, super easy. Um, and put in the code Kate. When you use my name, you'll get some savings on that. I like that. All right. I have Melissa from, uh, L- Melissa Smith from Indiana comes on. And gosh, she's been coming on my show probably eight years, nine years now, maybe 10, who knows. And, uh, and always is full of great research. So Melissa, let's go right back to what you were talking about, because this is fascinating, kind of where our food supply is at now and where it used to be and kind of the comparison here. Well, there's two really important things to know about glyphosate, which is used as a pesticide. Um, the first one, we, we just started talking about it. It was designed initially as a chelator. And a chelator draws minerals to itself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what glyphosate or Roundup is the more common name. You know, those of us that, you know, live in the suburbs know Roundup. Um, but it's it's... Glyphosate is used on soybeans, corn, wheat, lots Mm -hmm. of, uh, like, who doesn't eat that? Yeah. In some measure in their diet. Sure. Anyway, glyphosate as a chelator pulls essential minerals like copper or magnesium, iron, zinc out of the ground. That's Mm -hmm. what it was designed to do. Now, it it has this other impact that it kills, you know, bad things that Mm -hmm. you don't want in your field. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about people who are iron deficient, magnesium deficiency, copper deficiency, now you know why. It's because glyphosate's pulling that from the ground. The other thing you need to know, the second patent that Monsanto got on glyphosate was as an antibiotic. Hmm. And if you think about it, what do you know about gut health? If we abuse or misuse antibiotics, it does, it destroys our gut microbiome, right? Yes. Yes. You use them it too does much. The, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it does the same thing in the ground. So if you destroy the, the microbiome of the ground, you're going to find the same, those plants can't be healthy. 
because right. they don't have then that yeah. symbiotic mm-hmm. relationship to the bacteria and fungus that they need to be healthy. Right. So we all live in this world in which we are, we, we exist with bacteria, with fungus in our world. Mm-hmm. They live inside of us. Yep. They live on our skin and we need them Yeah, to be healthy. Right. Our body reacts to those things and actually it can build up your immune system. This is why babies put things in their mouths. The parents aren't doing that, but the kids do it instinctively, right? And it goes through this whole uh, area to create, this is another brain, right, in here, to create um, you know, your body, get your body's immune system healthy. So it's right. so true. Yeah, I love it. Love that you're bringing this up. So when we destroy that symbiotic relationship with fertilizers, mm-hmm. and we, we could go, this is a much deeper subject yeah. than we have time to fully explore here. Right. Um, but we're losing, when, when we open up ground with the plow, it causes soil erosion some places have lost already three and four inches of their topsoil just from plowing. When we then dump chemical fertilizers on top of it, and then we put a pesticide over it all, mm-hmm. yes, it will improve yield, but you, we have to at ask ourselves at what cost. Yeah. Yeah, this what is, is so the true. cost to the nutrient value of the plants that we are then putting out there in the market? Let me say one thing right here is that they started saying this in in 1890. They started saying that we had too many people and not enough food. And so they started introducing the fertilizers. And they think that the fertilizers were causing some of the new ailments. Uh, the sudden can't talk comatose thing. The sudden, you know, all these different ailments that we didn't have before. And uh, they were actually caused by poisoning of these um, new, newly inserted pesticides and and all of these things when we went into our major sector of centralized farming and centralized food production and that that was the the trojan horse if you will like the catalyst in saying like we're going to change the food supply we're going to do what we want to the food supply all in the name of we don't have enough so we have to do all of these pesticides we have to do all of these fertilizers and these chemically induced fertilizers it was like the trojan horse well, if it, it, anybody interested in the topic mm-hmm. should take the time to read uh, What Your Food Ate by David Montgomery. Okay. Because he, he, he shows some very interesting experiments that were done, mm-hmm. many of them in England, because after they introduced some of, they, they changed the English diet mm. with the introduction of white flour and yeah, some of bad. these kind of farming practices. And so people in the 1920s and 30s -hmm. began to take an interest in what was happening to why were people suddenly so sick? Mm. And there were several very innovative and pioneering biologists and farmers that very quickly, one of them was a medical doctor who very quickly connected, it's the diet making us sick. Yes. It's the ways in which we've changed our diet that have made us sick. If we think about our own country right now, Mm -hmm. what makes us and keeps us sick? Is it possible that it's the food, it's our diet, it's Mm -hmm. what we're putting in? And, and, And I'm not, I'm not faulting farmers, nor am I faulting consumers necessarily, 
But I, let me let me go on to this next point, and I think you'll see. Mm-hmm. I think we we need to hold some big agra and big food responsible for some well, of the things that have been done. We should have been more protective of our own food supply. At the same time, we should have been questioning have. all these these narratives. But go ahead. So anyway, we all know, and most biologists would recognize that animals have a certain body wisdom about mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. For example. Chimpanzees, when they have intestinal parasites, they will eat certain things that are in the jungle. Okay. Because those plants cure them of hmm. the intestinal parasites. Okay. Well, how do the chimpanzees know? They're not they're not sitting down and reading research papers. <laughs> right, right. So it has been proposed, this is a hypothetical, mm-hmm. that we all have something called a flavor feedback loop. Oh. And we can actually taste the phytonutrients in plants. Really? Okay. And I did not know this. It, it, not on a conscious level, but those are foods that we choose. We 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 are gravitate toward them. Okay. Now I, I live in the Midwest, mm-hmm. where everybody has a backdoor, you know, back yeah. backyard garden. Okay. And everybody here knows there's a difference between the tomato you buy at the grocery store and the tomato you grew in your backyard. Yeah. You can feel We can it. taste the difference. We know the <laughs> yes, difference. Yes. But what is that taste difference? Hmm. And these people are proposing that that taste difference mm-hmm. is that your backyard garden has more phytonutrients that your body craves than the one that was hydroponically grown at the grocery store. That is so true because that you're you're low on minerals when they say you crave ice and you have certain cravings or you suddenly want certain foods and your maybe your body's telling you or I love this like feedback loop though I've never even heard of that so no cool. well it's it's hypothesized it's not yeah. they can't prove it or have not yet proven it but what I think is there was an experiment done in in England in the twenties okay. that was very interesting they divided a farm up the the portion of the study that they that is interesting to this point right they had cows and animals they had cows mm-hmm. and goats and i think maybe chickens and they had one group that was fed on only only organically grown feed okay. on that the same property that they lived on and those animals were never sick in fact the eggs that they sold to other people to hatch the chickens from those eggs were never sick. Hmm. Then they had one that had no animals at all on it mm-hmm. that was just chemically grown, you know, conventionally grown stuff. And they noticed their yields were declining and they had to use more and more fertilizer to get the same yield, whatever. Then they had this one group in the middle mm-hmm. and they fed those animals conventionally grown right. feed. And they noticed an increase in in poor health. But at one point, they gave them, they had raised a strip of ground on this this section of the farm Mm -hmm. that was organic. And when they turned the cows out, they had half of their pasture was organic and half of it was not. And the cows immediately all ran to the organic part and ate all of that down. Really? Because they could taste it. They knew the difference. You couldn't see the difference, but the animals knew the difference between what was organic and what was not. You know what? God made some pretty smart bodies. I'll tell you that much. Look at how smart our bodies are. And I'm not talking about the government's form of smart. Everything they do is tainted. 
Um, and uh, what we what we know is that God made an, an amazing immune system that to withstand a lot of this stuff, but also that he would put those kinds of maybe desires or or feelings or, or thoughts or just that that impact of the food where you can taste it. I love that. That's amazing. Well, hyper processed food yeah. has been disassembled into its chemically component parts and then reassembled and kind of spiked with other chemicals hmm. to override that taste feedback loop. So uh, we have so a desire sweet. for increase more salt than you want. I, I'm, I'm sure it's happened to everyone mm -hmm. that we've been in a, at a cycle, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to eat healthy for a while. So yeah. you cut back yeah. on your sugar and you cut back on salt or whatever it is, you cut back on it. And mm -hmm. then suddenly you go somewhere and you get like, here at my house, it happened. I, I quit drinking soda a long time ago. Oh, good for you. And all this, every now and then I'll, I'll get like a soda. Yeah. And the first drink of it, you think, oh my gosh, that is so freaking sweet. Yeah. Tastes like chemicals it, too. It does. It and it up. just, it just kind of lays you back. Yeah. So that is, you know, if you, if you've had a time where you've reduced some of those mm -hmm overly processed foods, mm -hmm. and then you go back to it, you're very aware that it tastes really strange and different. I'm with you. Because your feedback loop, your taste had reset, and then you got back into the chemical, and you could taste it. Hmm. You knew the difference, too. It's fascinating. No, I, that it is really absolutely is. one of the most interesting and wondrous and yes. <laughs> amazing things. Well, I was looking, that I have read about in a long time. I was looking food. at uh, protein content from 1920 uh, to 2001. And I actually think this study is actually not giving us the full impact. I truly do, because I've read other studies too. But 50% less protein in our food impact uh, 1920 to 2001. And the starch content was increased. And then the magnesium of vegetables and wheat declined 25% over that same period of time, 1920 to 2001. I actually think it's more than that. And then they said that the... Uh, uh, that that the trace minerals like copper and magnesium and zinc and stuff have decreased. What they what they're not saying is that they took copper out of our diet. They actually removed copper starting in the 1930s and the 1940s, and it really messed our body up because copper controls all the other minerals. But we're never told that by your physicians in white coats. So interesting. Well, one of the aspects of immune health, and we've talked a lot about yeah. immunity over the last no, three yeah. four years to death. Oh my gosh. There, yes. There is a very sophisticated system mm -hmm. that works without our even knowing it. Yeah. it, and it works fast. It's very nimble and agile, but it's a communication between soil, mm -hmm. microbes, phytonutrients, and our immune system. Hmm. So our immune system recognizes, hey, we're deficient in something, right? and it, yeah. it's on the prowl for that thing then yeah. in our diet. And Makes sense. so we, we are in constant communication. Our body knows what it's eating, mm -hmm. even if we are not aware of it. So, and it can pivot and adapt quickly. If, if we give our bodies what they need, right. Our immune system can respond very quickly to that. Right. It, our I, food I, supplies <laughs> garbage. It is garbage and we're eating garbage and look at look at McDonald look look at all the chains look at all the places i mean talk about garbage
Um, and we just keep feeding them garbage and then expecting them to run perfectly, and they're not. And we're the sickest nation on earth, I swear. Be right back. More with Melissa from uh, Indiana. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Hey, everybody, you need to be prepared. Please be prepared. Don't be the guy that's not prepared. Please. Leading authority, emergency preparedness, jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. Jacemedical.com. There's two ways to be prepared. Number one, antibiotics. They have an antibiotic kit you can have, and it's got five emergency life-saving medications to use in the time of need. Okay? The second way, backup prescription supply. Get an extended reserve of your current medication to avoid shortages. Look what happened in Maui. Look at look at some of the events that have been going on. Not climate change, by the way, but look at some of the events going on. Oh my gosh. Please be prepared in this way. This is such a fantastic opportunity to do this. You can put in the code Kate. You can get some savings. Um, and also, you're going to gain peace of mind with a long-term supply of medications that you know are sitting there. There's nothing like knowing that you have that on hand. Uh, they never think about like kidney infection you could get, pneumonia, you know, um, wound infections, all these different things. And there is a place for antibiotics. And if you can have this kit available to you, it's huge. You can get up to 12 month backup supply of your daily prescriptions an entire year. Oh, please go do this. I can't even tell you anything that you're on right now that you know you need to continue, diabetes, whatever the case may be, heart health, blood pressure, please go do this. Go to jacemedical.com and put in the code Kate. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I'm telling you, I love these. I have so many benefits from this. I should be your like testimony on TV because they have done so much for me. It really helped me so much. I've noticed some improvements over time. I noticed that I used to eat a lot of cookies and snack between meals, and I've stopped doing that because I just don't feel a desire to do that. My energy lasts longer. I have more endurance and uh, a number of things I'm happy with. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order with free shipping and our money back guarantee. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Back here with you, Kate Daly Show. And, uh, of course, uh, getballadsofnature.com. We were just talking about the phytonutrients. That's what that's all about. So go to balanceofnature.com, put in the code Kate. You'll save 35% in free shipping. Try it out. It has a money-back guarantee. It's 31 fruits and vegetables and uh, grown clean with no chemicals. And they take the phytonutrients out, put it into six caplets for you, and it's amazing and it's easy to take. And I'm, I'm a wuss, so it's super easy to take. Otherwise, I wouldn't be taking it. Uh, balanceofnature.com, code word is Kate, okay? And uh, that's my multivitamin. I take that, and then I take Activate, FIQ, Copper, and Magnesium together, and that, that puts that copper back in my body and uh, magnesium. It's amazing. We have a quick question, uh, audience question. Uh, go ahead, caller. Hello, Kate. How are you? Ah, Farmer Kirk, how are you? I love it. I love Farmer Kirk. Okay, <laughs> comment, comments on good. what I we're talking catch, about. I didn't catch the first part of the show, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I think I got the gist of it. Okay. I, I can't disagree with anything Melissa is saying. Okay. But what we have to 
realize is, is agriculture and farming is a balancing act. Yes. So the economics work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have got a little out of whack with that and because people don't realize how cheap their food is. Mm, yes. And in yes. order to make food that cheap, we've been forced to do these other practices okay. where 100 years ago, farmers had all of the all of the inputs to put back in the ground. They had the manure. They had mm-hmm. they plowed back in. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't plow as much because it was harder work. And people literally are not willing to do that much work to produce their own food. True. No, you, you know, bring up some valid points. And so the economics pay, plays a big part okay. in the farming practices that are done nowadays. I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you, Farmer Kirk. I really, I, I yep. love Farmer Kirk. He knows it too, because I love to get the scoop on farming whenever uh, Farmer Kirk calls in. Okay, uh, Melissa, thoughts? What can yeah, we do? I do have some thoughts. Okay. And what I want to suggest that there is a, there are a group of farmers now who are practicing something called regenerative farming. Okay. And it's not organic farming, mm-hmm. although or, the principles of organic farming certainly play into this right. heavily. But regenerative farming is a focused sort of farming mm. based on some principles of farming with soil health in mind. And what regenerative farmers are finding out is when they're using no-till practices, they're not plowing as often. So they are reducing their diesel costs. Okay. When they are using regenerative practices, Mm -hmm. which include things like cover crops and thinking about soils Mm -hmm. and the healthy soils naturally repel more insects. They, They are naturally healthier. And they're finding some of these regenerative farmers are not using pesticides. Mm-hmm. They're not using fertilizers, which means they're not buying those. Oh. So okay. what regenerative farmers have been discovering is that economically they are ahead by adopting those practices, hmm. which are a cost savings to them, but they are not sacrificing yield. Ah, interesting. Okay. That is a huge economic argument. What, what was the name of that Any book? Farm- oh, sorry. The what name was- of the book uh-huh. is called What Your Food Ate. Okay. And David Montgomery has several books, one of which is called Dirt. <laughs> Easy name to remember. <laughs> I love it. But he's okay. talking about these practices and how it can happen. Mm-hmm. The, the hard part of it is the transition. Okay. Now, what I would also say on the other end of it is the economics about consumers. Yeah. And what they find is we don't necessarily have to eat as much. We feel more satisfied. We feel our bodies are happier when they are eating more nutrient-dense food so you don't have to buy as much. That is so true. And weight is modulated that way, too. Like the, your body modulates its own weight when you're eating healthy. Mm-hmm. What so it's one of the things be. David Montgomery has to say, mm-hmm. he says, okay, all this emphasis on yield has led us down a pathway where we think that we have to use those right. chemical fertilizers. We have to use chemicals to keep the yield up. Mm-hmm. And he said, but we have about 50 to maybe 75 years before the depleted soils there, there, our plants won't be able to keep up. 
Wow. So he he's say, he's kind of issuing the yeah. hey, you know, he's ringing the fire hey. bells and an, we have time to shift it now. In an era of fake meat, fake presidents, fake everything, we have got to get back to growing our own food too. And uh, there's many ways to do it, but man, we sure need to adopt that practice right now more than ever. Uh, thank you so much, Melissa Smith, Indiana, and uh, from Indiana, and Susan's up next. And uh, thank you so much. That was really informative. Wow. Learn something every day on this show. What do you know? Uh, so we'll be right back on the uh, Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. KateDalyRadio.com. Okay, you're a smart shopper. Code Kate. 